0: Welcome to episode 124, McChesney Unchained. I'm your host, Matt McChesney. We're down here at the DNVR Bar and Studio off of Colfax. This place kicks ass, man. Make sure you get down here uh, for Thursday Night Football when uh, Tampa Bay kicks it off with Dallas. And obviously for the huge Bronco game this weekend on Sunday in New York, uh, and the bus play on on Saturday, a huge one against Texas A and M, and I'll be there. You can come down if you're not going to the game, come down here and support. Uh, off of Colfax, like I said, check out the DNVR bar and studio. Um, this is episode 124. Rob Nikovich is going to be our guest here today. 12 uh, year NFL vet or 11-year NFL vet, two-time Super Bowl winner, and an ex-teammate of mine with the Miami Dolphins back in the day. Uh, We've had Nico on before, and it's always a good time, uh, no doubt. And uh, like always, this is brought to you by our good friends at DraftKings. And – Last week, I'm not going to lie, I got my ass kicked on college football. Uh, I, I I thought everybody was going to score points, and and they just didn't. Uh, it was pretty dry. Uh, but I'm really glad the NFL kicks off this week, and we can get into touchdown scores and and all the over unders. Uh, and so, fire up your tailgates. The NFL is back. Get in on the action before opening night kicks off with DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NFL. And with the NFL returning, DraftKings is giving all customers the opportunity to participate in this year's no-brainer offer. DraftKings Sportsbook has moved the spread to Tampa Bay, plus 73 for all customers. That means you can still cash in. As long as the reigning champs don't lose by 74 points against Dallas, that's a pretty fair bet in my opinion. And if you haven't tried DraftKings yet, don't miss out. DraftKings is giving new customers $200 in free bets instantly when they bet $1 or more on any football game. So go check it out. Remember to draft, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code DNVR. New customers bet $1 on any football game to receive $200 in free bets instantly with promo code DNVR. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the National Football League. You must be 21 or older. Colorado only. Free bet promotion for new customers only minimum $5 deposit max wager limits apply one per customer restrictions apply see draftkingscom slash sportsbook for details do you have a gambling problem 1-800-522-4700 and we roll and it's my honor and pleasure to bring on my ex teammate and a good friend of mine Mr. Rob MacKenbach joins us here on McChesney Unchained, episode 124. Uh, in the past, when Nico and I have been on the show, there's helmets involved and a bunch of cursing and screaming and yelling, and <laughs> that's really why I brought him on today. Uh, to, just mainly to to meet head out for the next 30 minutes. Uh, but like I said, Rob Nikovis joins us here, episode 124. Nico, what's up, bro? How are you?
1: What's up? I just I actually just uh, walked outside. I was at my uh, the local uh, training facility down the street. Just drove the old school truck right here. Nice. That's so I said, bitch, we just sit, "Let me sit on the old school stoop here and just uh, knock out a little, little uh, pot action." Let's do it.
0: All right. So remember, you can follow Rob uh, on Twitter at Nico 50 and uh, on Instagram at Nico 50 as well. He's a great follow. You see him on ESPN uh, weekly as he's spitting the truth there uh, and, and making sure all those guys in studio know what the hell they're talking about. I wanted to get your opinion on some college football first. You're a Purdue Boilermaker and a, and a proud one, no doubt. Uh, they they got a big win over Oregon State at home. Um, number one. Look, you're a defensive football player, bro. We played together. You're as physical as they come. It's what it's really one of the things that you hung your hat on. Can you try and talk me off the ledge here with the targeting rule? I mean, I had to stop watching the game last night because it just got, you can't play defense anymore. And I'm going to talk to you about Tom Brady and his comments earlier last week about, you know, defensive football in the NFL, but I think it all kind of plays hand in hand that, Defensive players are not allowed to play defense anymore, and I'm really glad I got to play when I did, bro.
1: It's frustrating. I mean, listen, I don't know how to explain it, and I don't know how I would coach it. Um, You know, the game is in a weird spot right now. I feel like the farther you push this thing into a no-contact, slowing down to figure out like how do I hit somebody that's when it starts to become bad football and you know I know Tom hit on some of the things about when guys have to slow down or when guys don't put themselves in the position to defend that it actually hurts the game because the offensive quarterback that can put the ball somewhere that usually before shouldn't have been thrown because they know there's no consequences for it. And I'm not saying that you know, anybody should go out there and knock people out. I mean, there, there was definitely room for improvement with the head-to-head stuff where guys were literally – you know, you, you look back at like a 90s to 2000 highlight reel. It was all dudes being slept, you know, like getting knocked out because the defender was coming up into their grill – and hitting them with a crown into their chin. And I, I think that that was kind of messed up because you can, you, I know. Can hurt people, yeah, for sure. And there's a huge difference. The difference, the contact here, like the, the physical nature of the game, once you start taking away a lot of those big hits and the things that make defenders and de- defenses great, if you look at any, if you look at any great defender, John Lynch would not be in the Hall of Fame. He,
0: he couldn't play. I, we He would we had, be, I, it's he would be out of on two weeks ago. You'd be ago. out. Of the, you'd be out of I don't yet, think though. Steve could play. Could you? I mean, could you? You adapted to the rules. I mean, you adapted to the rules well. You've played in the modern. But NFL. I was different.
1: I was a different. Some styles of defenders. I was a different style. I wasn't, I wouldn't consider myself a big hit guy. Like I never really hit people. I I started out as an offensive lineman. You know what I'm saying? Like I started my career as an offensive lineman. Then I shifted to defense. So I was more so, you know, I wasn't the guy that, Killing people on on my tackles. I well, was didn't even
0: uh, have to kill anybody anymore. Even in, especially in the college game, uh, there were the problem. The problem targeting exists. penalties in the first half. Rob, you can't that's, even tackle people ridiculous. anymore, bro. I mean, come well, the on. NFL, they got to fix this. The
1: NFL. They even put in a um lowering the helmet for a bull rush. Like that's that. I saw it flagged. They actually flagged. How
0: are they you t- going to do that to the defensive players? How are, we, how are we supposed to go speed to power if I can't lower my helmet into the other man's helmet and shoulder pads?
1: I don't know. I don't know. And a guy that's not as big, a guy like myself, who isn't 300 pounds going against another 350-pound man, you can't generate enough force to bull rush somebody and my wife keeps calling me and I got to keep declining it. Leave me alone, Paige. I'll call you later. Um,
0: you I don't can't, have to worry about that anymore. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sorry. I don't, I'm not good. laughing.
0: No, it's I'm okay. It's, it's okay. Uh, I'm in the line to lose half of my shit. Look, it's moving. <laughs>
1: uh, you can't. You can't put enough force into another man without using certain points of your body that generate force. I was a big hat and hands guy, but it's a it's a timing thing so it's not like you're hitting with your head and your hands aren't coming it's like a it's like a instant thing of it's like a stun. Happening. it's a it's a it's, it's a, a quick yeah it's a stun to stop momentum and momentum just like wrestling or MMA or boxing everything is built off of momentum and if your weight's going one way and then you counter with another way it all makes things work for the person that's using that momentum, and for me, I had to use my body. I had to use my skills that read momentum. Because if a big guy was coming at me, sometimes I wouldn't hit him with my head. I'd just slip him, and he'd fall on his face. You know, so there's there's a, a a time for it. But you know, as a pass rush guy and a guy that could try to help somebody, I would basically set up all my pass rush moves off of getting a tackle to sit. Yeah. so when you anchor when a tackle anchors when you give them a bull rush because my first few rushes on third down was never a speed rush it was never anything finesse it was all power and because when you can get a big guy to think oh shit this dude is either going to run me over or run past me it gives them it there's a there's a kind of a, an issue there for them do i anchor down here and then that's when you work your other move or do you bull rush him because he thinks you're light and he just is on skates and he's going right back to the quarterback's lap so for me I had to play the game starting with power bull rush hat and hands crown of the helmet but you can't take that away from me then I would be out of the league if you took that away from me I would be a terrible football player
0: so okay look they obviously need to do something about the ejection part of the targeting in college i'm so glad that isn't part of the nfl when somebody gets a penalty they they can continue to play on sundays on saturdays you get a targeting penalty they're kicking you out of the game they got to fix that those kids don't deserve to be kicked out there's no intent behind it the the intent part i think is gone i don't see guys trying to decapitate each other anymore because yes it's illegal but i think there's a more there's a more basic understanding player to player that It's not just about trying to destroy the other man anymore. We're all in this together. And I think it's the the NFL, especially, is as unified as it's ever been in that regard, trying to take care of each other and not hurt each other. That said, I would not have my pension. You wouldn't have your pension in your Super Bowl rings if we didn't have the ability to play with our helmets and hands and be physical and have that part of the game as our number one part, because there's so many guys in the NFL who are just that guy deep down. So yep. how in the hell are they going to legislate this out? And why is it okay? So I played defense my whole life, then I got moved to guard, you know, and and my number one thing was I know what the defenders are doing. When I pull, when I'm in space, I can be as physical as humanly possible, and that's going to get me where I want to go. What's the difference between me pulling it and on counter and kicking out a defensive end like yourself, going helmet to helmet. Why is that okay? But a running back can't drop his head to get three yards. A linebacker can't run through a running back at the point of contact. Why is that a penalty? But the big guy's contact head to head, that's not a fucking penalty. So what, the skill athlete's brain is more important than ours?
1: There's a lot of things in this world right now that don't make a lot of sense. And I can get into all them things, but you know, I think that there's a, it's, it's a biased, it's biased, obviously, you know, what sells, what, what puts people in the stands. It's not seven to 10 games, seven to 10. It's not low scoring. They want, high scores. They want to put points on the board. So they've limited a lot of the defense here on how you can stop an offense. Number one, being how you tackle. And they want people to break tackles. They want people to have big highlight plays. They don't want dudes getting stoned and tackled on the guy. That first guy that hits them, they go down. They want people to have highlight reels because that's what you see. That's what you see on SportsCenter. That's what you see on the highlights. You see that catch with the guy missed three people, hurdles the next one. and. I have an issue with a lot of people don't see the helmet-to-helmet stuff. I see almost every single one of them. Like, I'll be like, oh, that guy got – he got dinged. He's messed up right now. Because they don't call the running backs – they really don't call the running backs. Like, when they when they put their heads down and they they go helmet down over pads right. and they're running with, their ball, with the ball over toes, they're not calling that. And the first thing that you do as a defender, what were we taught from a very young age on how to tackle? Head up. Get your head across, right? Head across, head across. Yep. So when you put your head across to go make a tackle and that running back puts his head down, where is the defender getting hit? In the side of his helmet. The only time that I have ever felt messed up, dinged, is when I get hit in the side of the head. Yeah, the I've, been hit, I've been hit here all the time and I feel fine. When I get hit here to here, That's when you get that big, whoa, rattled. And then here's another thing that I have an issue with too. They're worried about players' health. They're worried about the brain and how we can prevent concussions and all that stuff. I've seen more guys in the last 10 years get knocked out from the field turf, from the turf that they actually play on, than the actual contact, from the contact of being hit. So yeah, there's been guys that have been hit and they've been they've been, had some issues. But how many receivers do we see go up for a bad throw and they're extended out and they come down and they smack their head on the turf? And it and that turf is so hard and compacted because they use all these stadiums for as many venues as possible. They got monster trucks, they got they got uh, concerts. concerts where they're putting like bulldozers and cranes on these these turf fields and they're not ripping up that turf they're putting everything on top of it then they take off the plastic stuff and the plywood and then guess what you're playing on basically concrete yeah and your helmet your helmet isn't designed to hit concrete you know so a lot of these issues it all seems it all seems like a just a political thing to make the game you know the future of the game safety of the game you see all these commercials now when 10 years ago, you didn't see anything like, you know, that with COVID, they had a, a janitor walking around the NFL locker room spraying things down with a mask on saying that, you know, health and safety of our players. Like, they don't care about the health and safety of our players. They care about That's the true. money. They care about They care about the billions of dollars that they're making. If they really cared about the health and long-term safety of the players, there would be a longer – five-year period you know once you retire you leave the game you get five years of health care then you're on your own so you got to go figure it out you got to go pay for it you got to go get a job that has good health insurance or else you're getting you know freaking bent over trying every to month, get the dog. every month as a small trying business take-
0: owner so I, I had fusion surgery right before my insurance was done right and i like had to get it done so they would cover it and thank god i have both my children under the nfl insurance because i'm vested Bro, my health insurance because of pre-existing conditions and two kids and yada, yada, yada is like $1,800 a month for insurance. So
1: the crazy thing is, is if they have, uh you, once your healthcare ends, you have like a, a a pot of money there sitting just in case something happens. And then if you don't get your own insurance, they use the COBRA yep. and they take it over. But the COBRA is like 6500 a month. Something insane. It's
0: ridiculous,
1: that- just drains your money quick. So a lot of these guys that aren't, say the guy is invested and played a couple of years, had a couple of surgeries, they have no insurance whatsoever. Nothing. So you're talking about a terrible billion dollar industry with a very small pool of players. There's not, there's not that many guys that played in the NFL for a long time that are probably going to have a lot of issues down the road with their health. So, if you really care about the people that are playing the people that set up the future and set up what the game is now, I feel should have a little bit more care or concern for what they're going through. Cause I know a lot of guys are in bad shape. They're in pain, you know, they're, they're doing things to help with that pain. It's not a good thing for your body, not a good thing for your mind, you know? So Super There's facts. definitely things that they need to do. There's definitely things they need to do to improve not only the guys that are on the field, but when they leave the game, because you don't play for long after the game's over. If they really cared about players and their long-term health, then they should they, there should be something in place for guys after they're done with the game because that's when you deal with the issues. I played 11 years. I was I had two surgeries. I felt fine. I feel great. It's not till when I'm 50, 60 where I'm going to be in trouble or having issues. So
0: those, those knees are going to go bye bye.
1: I just got a PRP. It cost me 850 bucks to spin my blood, take out the plasma, shoot it into my right knee because my right knee's been bothering me. I have like uh grade two degeneration of the knee or whatever, like the, the cartilage. So eventually, you know, that's the one I had an ACL on, which if you get it, if you have an ACL injury, you're 50 50 for having uh issues down the road so i'm gonna have issues down the road but you know i I just think that the whole targeting thing you know take it back to the championship game last year was it the how state quarterback remember when he got hit by the linebacker the
0: the clemson linebacker cleaned his it was a good ass tackle
1: it wasn't he didn't even hit him in the head He wasn't targeting the guy was going down there's so many subjective you know rules now that a referee sees and they throw a flag what i would like to see is them not throw flags for things that aren't egregious, that obviously, you know, that upward trajectory where you're, they're targeting the helmet and the head, that is something that's clear cut. But a good football tackle is what this game is based on. It's, the game is based on being physical. If you lose the physicality to the game, you lose the interest, you lose people. I know when I watch the game now, sometimes I'm so frustrated. I I rarely watch I rarely well, I watch the
0: shit off last night. It's just four it's, targeting penalties in the first fucking half of the of the old Miss louisville game. And I was like, I, I don't want to watch this shit anymore. It makes it impossible and, and go full circle here before we move on to, to you know the National Football League and, and so on and so forth. How are you supposed to like with with sports betting as prevalent as it is and as popular as it is, and I bet my ass off, how are you supposed to make an educated bet? I mean, it's like you have to fucking judge the refs. Like, what crew is working this week, and how many times are they going to call pass interference and or targeting or some weak-ass, you know, roughing the passer penalty that's going to change the course of the game, especially in the NFL? I mean, those spot penalties in the National Football League – you can get your your feet rolled up with each other, and they're just throwing a flag, and there's nothing the defender can do about it. It, it makes it's making the game. Yes, they're scoring points, but it's just like your ex teammate and the great Tom Brady said. It's making it impossible to play defense, and it's allowing guys who don't understand offensive scheme and sitting in zone and running through man and not throwing your your uh, wide receivers into trouble and things of that nature. It's making you know the freelance quarterback like a good thing, that that's not a good thing. That's not no, the way bad. it
1: works. Well, I, I think another thing that's an oxymoron too that they just didn't they put in outside of the tackle box you can't cut as an offensive lineman. So when they do any screen now, this is going to change the game a lot. When it There's talk, when it comes so
0: many holding penalties, bro. When,
1: when it when it comes to screens down the field blocking. Pretty much a tackle, a guard, anybody that's a lineman, they're at a disadvantage going against a DB or a linebacker because you slip them, you move, you know, you one way, you come the other way, and then there's a running back that you make the tackle. You talk Before, to throw when you
0: when you Every come in,
1: you're, you're coming out and you're cutting and, and there's three guys coming out and they're all boom 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 and they're they're mowing people down. Yeah. That's hard to deal with, and that's why you have a lot of big plays and that helps the offense. Have there been injuries with that? Of course. But I would say that that also teaches the defenders to not be – use your hands. Use your hands. How do you, how do you play a cut block? You take the, the person that's trying to cut you, you stuff their body into the ground, and you shoot your feet back, yep. and you avoid that coming into your legs because you're once they athlete. get into your legs that's when you have the the knee injuries so if you can use your hands you push them down into the ground and you pop your feet back there was a drill we used to do for that you know you punch the bag you pop your feet you punch the bag you pop your feet that heavy ass ball
0: remember that heavy yeah. throw at you
1: a heavy ass ball so you're, you're it's a chop it's a cut block drill and they cut that out of the they cut that out this year but you can still be a, a flash player, a tight end. Say they're on – they say they're induced two tight ends on, one tight end's off. Right. You're the defensive end on the other side, and your eyes are on that tight end in front of you. He so down the, the, blocks. He
0: scissor back. They scissor back. Cut? They
1: fl- that, yeah, they can still they can still flash cut you. So you're so telling me what, that
0: you can scissor flash cut a defensive end, but as a guard in the open field on slip screen, I can't yes. cut a safety. Yes, Man, yes. I, I'm telling you, bro. I am getting fucking fed up with football, bro. It's, it's making it's it great. Impo- like I, I don't feel like I played the same game. Because the
1: only times, the only time that I've ever been close to having a, a knee injury, the only time that I've ever been close to getting my knee messed up was a couple flash plays where your eyes your eyes are getting you got to look for the back in a like to give the ball to the back the quarterback can keep it and boot back out and that flash guy is going to the flat yeah so they the quarterback can keep it or they have another guy coming behind that flash guy as a reverse yeah so your eyes are looking back here and then you have a guy that's coming to cut your legs out so that is the issue with that. Your eyes are focused on something else. And then the guy's coming to cut your knees out. So that's what can blow your knee out. When you're in the open field and a guy's coming at you, you can see that guy, see the back. You're looking through everything. You're kind of using a peripheral vision type of thing when you're playing that out. And I've never had an issue with that. I've never had an issue getting cut in the open field. The problem is flash plays. They can blow your knee out in a second, but those are still legal doesn't make sense
0: okay so so look in my opinion when you start slowing things down and we start talking about protecting people that's when people start getting hurt because everybody's thinking and i'm just i'm not saying i'm not thinking on the field but most of the thinking is done pre-snap and then you make your calls you understand where you're going offensively or defensively and then it's go fucking play football at full speed and i i can honestly say in my life i've had a lot of injuries and one of them has happened in full speed football everything else has been in Miami on fourth and one this plays over and the fucking defensive end rolls into my knee and blows my knee out and the season's over you know what I'm saying so when that kind of shit happens it's because things are slowed down and people are thinking too much so not to beat this over the head but what's the answer here how you can't look dude this is not a safe game. Why are we trying to make this shit safe? It's like restrictions for porn stars, bro. They're in a business where it's you're getting fucked. I'm sorry. That's what it is. <laughs> I, you, we can't just take the fucking out of porn. So why are we trying to take the contact out of football? How How is that still football? When When are they going to realize that they're ruining it for the base? Well, we'll see. I think we're seeing... The evolution of the game
1: now, I think we're seeing the way that kids have played football in the last 10 years and how those those rules have changed and what we're seeing in the league right now because you have a lot of quarterbacks that aren't very skilled, you're not you're not having your quarterbacks that are coming out there and commanding the huddle and they're actually getting the play in from the sideline, they're reading the defense, they're making their own checks. Everything How in many college.
0: guys in the league right now walk up to the line of scrimmage and go, hey, under, check the Sam, there's the stack, every, squeeze gap, all that Brady. shit that they should do? What, five, ten maybe? Brady. And Brady Ro- does it.
1: Brady, Rogers,
0: Roethlisberger uh, does it to a point. Roethlisberger
1: can do it. Uh, Lamar Jackson's and- not
0: doing that shit. He's running Mahomes, what they call.
1: Mahomes has got it. He, that's four. Four. Josh Allen probably can do it. I think Josh Josh Allen's got it. Uh, I'm hoping there's a couple guys. um, Matt Ryan can do it. Is Tannehill that guy? No, not yet. Maybe a little bit. Matt Ryan can do that. Matt Ryan's a check with me guy. Um,
0: But isn't that the the whole point of being the quarterback?
1: But now now the thing is it's not just the quarterbacks. If you watch a college game, the whole team looks to the sideline. Yeah, that's a good point. And the whole team. The whole the offensive lineman, the running back, the quarterback, even defenses now you look to the sideline they're showing you a flash card with a play on it, you know it's like because they got a coach upstairs looking at the formation talking down to the sideline saying run the put throw the goat picture out there, throw the ram, throw the the pig the pig photo like pig, 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 like all these things that they're doing now are ruining the game, definitely ruining the game so I don't know what it's going to look like in the next, like from now, from this point on with these new rules in place, the game is already turning softer when it comes to the running game. You're not seeing the the blocking skills. You're not seeing the pass protections. You're not seeing anything that when we were young in 2006, when I was first in the league, it was a veteran lead, veteran leading organization. As far as most teams had a lot of veterans right damn straight when I when I came into the league I was around like guys that were 10 eight year plus veterans I mean when I was a rookie
0: with the Jets I was surrounded by Mawai and Pete Kendall and you know Sean Ellis and guys on that team where you're like I played with Sean Ellis yeah listen Sean played New England in the Super Bowl with you didn't he yes he did listen to like listen to some of the guys I played with like
1: I, I could just go through it uh Oh, Charles! Charles Grant, Will Smith, um, old, old Zach Thomas, Zach old. Thomas, Jason Taylor, Junior Seau, Junior Seau, all these dudes. Uh, Fred McAfee, um, Ernie Conwell, just dudes that played in the nineties. You know, they played in the nineties. By Brian Young, he was a badass D tackle. Oh
0: man, with, what a that guy's a fucking animal.
1: Played with the Rams. Then went to the Saints, like toughest dude I've ever known, toughest toughest guy I've ever met. I mean, just the baddest dude I've ever seen, like sat through a knee surgery and
0: watched so it. Didn't are those are those guys being and I'm, this is full circle. I consider myself a grunt and I'm fucking proud of it, period. And the only thing that got me anything in my life is because I get up every day and go to fucking work. It's the same way that I attack every day in the NFL. I feel like those guys are dying. They are dying. Like, there's not, many, there's not many
1: kids that are working like there's
0: that. There's no is. more grunt positions in the NFL. They're, they, like, discourage – put it like this. This weekend at one of my high school kids, drove block a guy 20 yards, dumped his ass, and they threw a penalty on him. And the penalty was because he's bigger and more physical than the other kids, so he shouldn't drop him. And I'm sitting there, like, pulling the fucking hair out of my head, like, how am I supposed to teach this shit to a kid – and I want this big motherfucker to slow down, but I also want him to go demolish. Like it, the no, you the, can't, you can't the double Jesus, standard God. is so ridiculous to me.
1: Yeah, no, I I 100% agree with you on that one. And I wouldn't have made it. I don't think. I don't think I would have made it. Like if I was 18 years old right now, I don't know if I would make it into the league. I really don't. Just the way that everything has changed now
0: towards. I don't know if I could play soft, Nico. Towards, like I, towards, I, I played but against you. And you're out, like for example,
1: out. for example, my nephew um, played at uh, he, he played at he just graduated high school. He's going to Illinois, Indiana State and he's going to walk on. So he's going to try Indiana State. He wants to play in a bigger school. He didn't have any opportunities because he's kind of a smaller kid, but he's going to he's working his ass off. So hopefully he can keep growing and getting bigger. He's only 18 years old. So he was at Andrean playing last year, drain High School. It's a Catholic school in Illinois. And um, they have a kid on there. that's a five-star recruit. And I'm looking at this kid's Instagram, and he's going to all these schools. And, like, literally these schools let these kids put on the full uniform. Oh, yeah. And, and, full uniform, Ooh, yeah. but not only just wear the uniform. It's like a photo shoot. So they're, like, doing a photo shoot. And then like he'll put like the school and then he'll put a hashtag not committed. And I'm like, I want to comment so badly. Like, dude, go go sign and play football somewhere because being a five star recruit doesn't mean shit. You're a school no. junior. You're not even a senior. You're not even a dude, you're just a kid. Like you're not, you haven't done shit. You know, but it's like it's like now it's like this big show it's like they want to chase bro it's a clout chase and it's like you probably will sign with a school and you might never play if you have a terrible work ethic or if you don't continue to develop like you might have some other kid that's better than you and you're doing all this shit just sign with a school and be happy if you
0: can fucking play
1: and see if you can play because you're gonna be a freshman going against men see if you can play but it's just that's just the way of the world right now everything well, is
0: such. A- look look i'm to fault on this too my business six-year academy i tell my guys to whore themselves on social media because it's such a a pathway to the coaches what i see the difference with what i do and what other people do and i'm not afraid to say this is we actually are like hands-on developing the kids we we're there at 4:30 this morning watching film and doing drills and getting down and, like, the guys that I'm advocating for that I'm pushing, and we've got, you know, seven or eight D1 commits this year. We put 40 kids out during COVID last year, 40 during COVID. So, awesome. like, we've got Division three scholarships to fucking Notre Dame and yep. Texas A&M and LSU and shit. Like, we got, we're all over the map. But every single kid that walks out of my place, I had my hands on them for multiple years, some of them. So I'm trying to teach them the mentality and, you know, the repetition and doing things correctly. And it doesn't really fucking matter if you have stars or no stars, if you're a walk-on or you're the number one commit in the class, it doesn't matter. Once you get there, no one gives a shit. So a lot of these kids that don't have another voice, they just have their tangible skills. Like if you look at all the skies that are four and five stars, You can't find one guy that doesn't check the Herm Edwards fucking chart, like the arm length, height, weight. Like they all check those boxes. There's very few, if any, try hard kids. So I think football is a try hard sport and it kind of goes full circle to the next like bevy of questions here, looking into the NFL, the parody in the NFL this year is fucking deep, man. There's some really good football teams that aren't going to make the playoffs. So moving off of what we were just talking about, when you're looking at the AFC and you've got, I mean, just the, the, the seven playoff teams, in my opinion, and I'm probably leaving out at least three, are Buffalo, Cleveland, Kansas City, Tennessee, Baltimore, New England, and Denver. That's who I think makes it. Now, the last two spots are open for debate, obviously. New England and Denver didn't make the playoffs last year. When you're looking at are we talking about who's going to be physical and be able to run the ball and who's going to be able to, or is it just basically if you have the right quarterback, you're gonna win football games in the NFL these days?
1: I think I think a lot of these teams now, um it's a lot of games are gonna be won and lost based on floppy football. Just can, can sorry you overcome shitty football. I have got another call. No, can you, you over can you overcome bad football and there's a lot of bad football in the league, especially now that they can't do a lot of the tackling. They can't do a lot of the half. They can't do any half line. They can't do any one-on-one stuff. They can't do any run nine on seven run drills. So all the fun
0: shit is you can't do
1: all the stuff that basically teaches you Your how, must suck. how do you, how do you become a good football player? You have to play football.
0: Yes. How,
1: how do you learn how to tackle? You have to tackle.
0: You have to do it. Against people that can actually run, not a fucking donut that they roll across the field.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you can't tackle a moving object, a human, by just going half speed. Because when it's full speed, shit's a lot different. It's it's just so different. So when I watch football now, I see a lot of bad football. You know, they take away another preseason game. That's another practice game. That's another opportunity to get better. So I think the teams that, number one – have a roster that had been that has been together a while so they kind of have a good chemistry with each other because the game offensive line even defense the calls you know listening to your linebackers telling you as a front like rip rip this you know take that gap do this do that like a lot of the communication from the linebackers up to the front that happens well over time
0: (laughs) So you if you know have each, good, other yeah, each other and yeah, trusting each other and playing together,
1: so they're playing together. The best seasons that I ever had as a football player, when I was with me, Hightower, um, Chandler Jones, everybody was so tight as a group. I knew what they were thinking and I knew what to do before I was told what to do. So a lot of these teams that are going to do well, the top ones, I think that are, that have held together. They're gonna do good, so I, I think you know. Kansas City's gonna be great. I think Tampa's gonna be good. Tampa's returning twenty-two starters. That's like the a goddamn team, bro. So they're gonna be really good. And let's face it; I mean, the coaching in the league isn't great
0: either. You have a very few amount of like good coaches. So why is it okay to be just dumb as fuck but athletic in the NFL now? I thought that those guys couldn't play. Like, I, I was always told that I don't really give a shit if Vernon Golson is really athletic. Vernon Golson is a bitch and can't play and doesn't know the playbook and won't study and is dumb as a box of fucking rocks. So he doesn't get to play. I don't care if he's the fourth pick and has 50 million bucks. He don't play. But now, Vernon Golson would play for 10 fucking years. They would just keep rotating in teams because he can run a fast 40. Well, how is that acceptable? How?
1: I think it goes back to... Checking the boxes, like you said,
0: but you Checking can't even cri- you can't criticize someone's mental fortitude these days, Nico. I, I, no, you can't. You can't. <laughs> I mean, you you know all about this shit. Like, look, man, what? back If so I was this, on ESPN this, as much as you are, I would be in fucking J. I'd be in PC prison, dog.
1: So the problem is the problem is it's not an indictment on. I was always taught, and and as an athlete, there's. The judgment is based on performance and performance only. I don't take into account anything else. I don't care where you're from, your age, your background. If you can play, you can play. You're a good football player. If you can't, if you look the part, if you're ripped, dude, I knew this kid back in high school. His name was Phil Schaefer. Smartest kid I've ever seen. He's a doctor now. I think he's a doctor. Biggest dude, strongest dude I've ever seen. He couldn't play, couldn't play football. He just wasn't good football. at it. So it doesn't like there isn't a this isn't a a and it, this isn't a this game, this sport isn't something based on, you know, what you look like as far as your background. It's can you play or can't you play? And that's why I fell in love with the game. I played baseball for a little bit and I remember thinking to myself, well, that kid sucks, but he knows his dad's like the coach, so they stuck him in left field and he bats like eighth. You know, it's like in football, I love it because you put the pads on and, oh, I can kick this guy's ass and it doesn't matter if he's in my position, I can literally show you that I'm a better football player. I can get the plays and I can get out there and everything you throw at me, I haven't. I don't have any MEs. I didn't mess that up. I'm good to go. You can trust me because coaches in football, from what I understand from the years that i played. It's about trust. The coach, A coach, Bill, would always say, can I trust you yep. to make the right call in the right situation? And can I trust you to execute what is called at a high level, not one out of ten times, but I would not even say nine out of ten because there's always that, like, human Especially error. <laughs> there's always human error. Like, if you miss the play, you still suck. You know, you're like, damn it, I missed that tackle. But if you can get those plays consistently early in my career, if I messed a play up, Bill would come and He would hound me like, Rob, what the fuck are you doing? Get your shit together. Let's go. Like get the shit right. But then in my like 10th year, I would mess a play up. Bill wouldn't say anything to me. He wouldn't even come and yell at me. He'd walk up to me and say, Hey, and I'd say, yeah, I know. I got it. I messed it up. I I got it. I got it next time. But that's because he knew you would fix that it. I would fix it. That if I didn't do it right, I knew I have to do better on that one. I fucked that one up. Damn it. I messed that up. I'm gonna do it right. <clears throat> and he knew that I would. That's just like with any coach. When you don't know, when you question somebody like, does he got it? I don't know if he's got it. I don't know if he's got it. He might not. I don't I don't I can't trust him to go out there and do it. That's what football is all about, that trust. And all these teams that have great quarterbacks, have great leadership, have great just chemistry amongst each other, you can – you can, I can 100% bet that they all have accountability and they all say, I got it, I'll get it.
0: So let me ask you one more question before I get you out of here. You obviously, you know, won Super Bowls with Tom Brady in New England. You know him well. What he did last year is – the most insane shit I've ever seen in my life, and I yeah. anticipate that they're going to do it again this year. I've, I've been working with Ryan Jensen for a long time; he's a great friend of mine, not only a client. He's a starting center, and I've never heard him more excited. Even last year when they were winning Super Bowls, he's more excited about this team and their potential than he's than he can even describe. On the flip side of this, I, I feel like Tom Brady is a grunt quarterback. He's willing to do anything to win. He, he doesn't care if he has to run the ball 50 times, throw the ball 50 times. He's always going to do what's best for the team first, in my opinion. The other team in the NFC that I think can really give them a run, you know, the Rams are going to be good. I'm interested to see if Stafford can actually play to the level he needs to to be up that guy. But Green Bay is probably that team and their quarterback is a total prima donna that needs everything catered to him. At least that's the way it looks, in my opinion. And there's like I, I don't feel like Aaron Rodgers is a grunt quarterback. I feel like he's the exact opposite of it. He's a great player. He's an unbelievable talent. I would take him in Denver in a fucking heartbeat. I'm not saying <laughs> I don't want to play. I don't want him in in the situation where he's my quarterback. I'm saying. If it comes down to those two in the playoffs again, I'm going to roll with the grunt every time because he's willing to get his hands dirtier. It all comes down this – look, it's two plays in the NFC title game, and then I'll get your opinion on this and get you out of here. The Tom Brady check at half field whether he threw it to Scotty Miller and the, the nuts it took to call that and throw the ball. And then the end of the game when Rodgers had the ability to run it in and he fucking did it. Yep. So just, I, I love your opinion on it because I gave you my AFC teams. My NFC teams are, I mean, it, it, Tampa, the Rams, Green Bay, Dallas, the Niners, I feel like they're going to be good. The Seahawks, Washington has a great defense. There's other, the Giants are going to be good. I, again, parity. When you're looking at those two elite players there and just the difference in quarterback play, how can, how can Green Bay even hope to contend?
1: I mean, I think that having Rodgers obviously is the number one reason that they have the the ability to contend. Last year, him playing lights out and being really good. Uh, I think the difference difference with Tom, though, that a lot of people don't see it is just every single day the guy just grinds and embraces the stuff like, he embraces the shitty moments it's and the suffering. Yeah, he yeah. he embraces, like, that pain. Like, some people, you know, you some people, like when they're in pain, like, they, have, they want to avoid it at all costs. And then, yes. like, other people, like, embrace it. And they, like, it's almost like in the back of your head, you're like, man, I like that. You know, like, I like dealing with that pain. You know, I like putting myself through pain. You know, and... I'm in one, I'm in that category. Like I'm kind of nuts. And when I do my workouts and I'm like in the backyard on my rower and my wife's like, why are you killing yourself? Like, Cause, Cause if I
0: don't I, feel that every day, there's yeah, something wrong.
1: I feel, I feel right to not be in the little bit of misery. You know, it's like, there's a good feeling that comes to your body after you go through that, like yeah. I feel like crap you fight through it. But then like, after you're like, I'm happy. I felt like crap. Now I feel better. You know, I feel good. So I think Tom, you know, being 44 years old and doing everything that he's done and really not feeling accomplished is because deep down inside, he likes that feeling of being in pain and being uncomfortable. And some people like that feeling of being uncomfortable. Like I've, I would say this, after my playing career is over, I've had more moments of being comfortable, which makes me a little uncomfortable because I like to have that like unknown and uneasy feeling. You know, in football, there's always that unknown. There's always a, you know, who's watching me, guy looking over my shoulder, guy pushing me, you know, my career, I'm getting older, young kids pushing me. And then you leave the game and you're like, man, I kind of want like someone to tell me, cause in the real world, in the real world, nobody's going to tell like me. that in the real world. Nobody's going to say like, Hey, guess what? You're fu- You fucking suck. And I'm going to, you're going to get your ass handed to you. your job's going to be taken away from you. You're not going to have a livelihood in the real world. Like people are so soft and soft, soft. They, soft. they soft. won't say that. They won't say that to anybody. Yeah. So you, you say that
0: to somebody, you're getting the fucking HR department on your yeah. ass so fast, yeah. bro. Like you actually criticize someone's work ethic. Oh, like, yeah, I told him he was totally soft and a bitch, and he needs to pick his shit up, and they'll fire the hit. that guy.
1: Yeah, like like imagine like in the football meeting so room,
0: self-employed.
1: I've had a coach tell me like, you know, you're fucking, you're you're fu- fucking soft, you fucking piece of shit, you suck. Yeah, yo. <laughs> you're, what are you? They zucchini. A coach called me zucchini brain once. You know, like that's insane. You well, know, Mike, like,
0: my when we were in Miami, Coach Mazur called me fucking sweetheart for ten weeks straight. He would not call me by my name. I sit down in the chair and he goes, "What is this step, sweetheart?" And I'd be like, "It's bad." Like, well, listen, sweetheart. And it got to the point where I was like, "Oh, if this old motherfucker calls me sweetheart one more time, I'm going to do nothing because I want my job."
1: <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just the. I think Tom has that edge. He likes it. That's why. He, I think that's why he plays so that he is still playing to this day. I think that that, that challenge and understanding the, the challenge in front of him and people thinking he can't do it, I think that motivates him. And look, I think they're going to win the Super Bowl again. Why? So they're my pick to go back to back since the last quarterback to do it was Tom. So what a freak, if he does that if he does that, I mean, and, it's just it would be insane. It would be absolutely insane. And the Rogers thing, I think Rogers put himself in a weird spot with this whole offseason and the holdout and like the bad controversies. But you know, it, it always he hates
0: affects. Being uncomfortable, dog. That's my thing it's- about him is he's in Green Bay and it's nothing but uncomfortable there when you need to win.
1: Yeah. So, Tom's. It's. I think it's going to be a Super Bowl rematch. That's what I think it's going to be. I think it's gonna be Tampa, Kansas City, but this time Kansas City makes it a game and it's close
0: and it comes tackle down, play, maybe.
1: Comes down to the final drive. And Tom doesn't throw a touchdown, but he puts him in scoring position for a field goal. Win by three points. That's what I
0: think. Ooh, well, little, little get on fucking Fanduel or DraftKings <laughs> and plug that in there, folks. All right, Nico, thanks so much for coming on the show, bro. We really appreciate your time. Remember, uh, Rob Nikovich is on ESPN every week and see him and uh, and and uh, check out what he's talking about. We appreciate your time, Rob. Take it easy, brother, and we'll talk again soon.
1: All right, check it out. This is what I'm driving today.
0: God, that is sexy, dude. It's not as sexy as my Apollo, but it's sexy.
1: 79 F150, badass.
0: Yeah. All right, homie, have a good day. All right, take care. Later. <clears throat> Huge thanks to Rob Nikovich coming on the show, episode 124, Machowski Unchained. Uh, before we get you out of here. Um, number one, you know, the the game this weekend between Texas AM and m and CU is going to be lights out. I can't wait to go to it. I'm not going to sit here and break it down very much. Uh, if you want to hear about that, please get on and check out DNVR bus today. Henry and I are going to be talking about Texas a and and CU and all the college football action from uh, the weekend that kicked the absolute shit out of me on DraftKings. Um, the high school kids down at 6-0, man, I am damn impressed. Uh, you guys have really been killing it, so keep that up. Uh, Blake Haggerty from Castleview this week had an unbelievable game, a three-star uh, athlete out there. He was the player of the week there uh, down at 6-0, so that was good to see. Um, episode 125 uh, will be a wrap of the first week of uh, the NFL and the second week of college football, so make sure you – Get a hold of us next Tuesday and listen to the show. And a big thanks to Rob Nikovich again uh, for coming on the show. And this is episode 124 McChesney Chesney Unchained. Come from you in the Barn Studio down here at DNVR. Make sure you get down here and support. Thanks for listening, folks. Have a great week.